Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Grain Markets and Other Stuff. I'm joined today by a special guest, uh, ethanol extraordinaire and uh, new pontoon boat owner, uh, Jordan Fife. Jordan, my man. Hey, thank you, Thank you for coming back again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We talked off the air about uh, about our pontoon boats. I also own a pontoon boat. I refer to it as the minivan boat because it's like we just throw all the kids on there and we go. It's it's always a mess. Uh, there's like you know bags of chips and and like empty beer cans on there and stuff, which I don't have in my minivan. Which I also have a minivan, but um, uh, on the boat, that's kind of the purpose. But anyways, uh, Jordan, uh, is an ethanol trader. He's been on before Jordan. The last time you were on, I was looking back was mid December. Yeah, that's about right. So, um, back in mid December, you know, ethanol was not really looking that great in terms of weekly production. Um, and you at the time told us, you know, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel here. And, um, you know, that maybe the summer would be good. Maybe the, the, you know, third, fourth quarter in particular could be good. And that's kind of what is shaping up here. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. The first thing I want to show everybody here, and we'll discuss this a little bit is this story from uh, the weekend that ADM is going to restart ethanol production at, at two of their locations. Uh, one of them's in Iowa, one of them's in Nebraska. Um, do you think we're going to see some more of this sort of thing, Jordan? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, you know, these are, are two of the largest ethanol plants, just to give you a little bit of backstory in the country. They're both uh, a wet and a dry mill. Uh, the wet mills have continued to run throughout the COVID crisis. Uh, the dry mills, both in Cedar Rapids and Columbus, uh, shut down. They're 300 million gallon plants each. So that's 600 million gallons of ethanol production coming back online, mm-hmm. uh, fairly short order. Um, you know, we did lose a couple plants forever, probably. I, I, there's one in Camilla, Georgia, that pr- probably is not going to come back Flint Hills unless somebody wants to buy it and make a go of it. Uh, there's one in Arizona. It's kind of the destination plants that have fallen off, but these ones that you're seeing in these corn rich environments like Columbus, uh, Nebraska, and Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, they're firing back up. And I think you're going to see more of that. And like you said, when we previously spoke, uh, I kind of started penciling those in. They're coming on quicker than we thought. And the reason for it is because demand is coming back quicker than I think a lot of people had forecasted, myself included. Well, that's a good thing. And that brings me to my next chart. So ethanol prices are very good. Um, the chart here I've got are Chicago ethanol swaps, but this is generally indicative of of what ethanol prices have done around the country. And essentially, since that that spring 2020 low, that like COVID low, I mean we've 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 more than doubled ethanol prices. Oh, absolutely, and and you know, and just as important as the ethanol uh, flat price is the crush margin, right? It's almost a mirror image, you know, of of that uh, that chart you're showing right now, but. When we were talking like back in, you know, there was a time at which you could buy the crush margin at like minus 35 cents. And right now I had it like right before we started talking about minus five cents. Mm -hmm. That's going to cover your variable costs and stuff like that. And probably a big reason to your previous slide to why ADM is restarting this. The the crush margin environment has increased along with the flat price, which is, you know, uh, a good sign for things to come. 
Yeah. And if you guys are listening on the podcast, I didn't explain this, but um, ethanol got as cheap, at, at least this this version of the ethanol chart. We were as cheap as 84 cents a gallon back in April of 2020. And we're sitting about $1.91 here um, as of whenever I printed this chart this morning. But um, it's it's been a big improvement in price. And, and like Jordan mentioned, I mean, the uh, the margin is is really all that matters at the end of the day. So Jordan, essentially, they can still make $5 corn work because the ethanol price is good. I mean, that's, that's that is, kind of the bottom line, right? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the basis has improved as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen a dramatic improvement from everything. And I, I really believe it all stems from, from the demand side of it. And, uh, I believe when we spoke last time, we briefly touched on it. Ethanol did such a better job than refined products and crude oil. Of course, everybody remembers crude oil went famously negative for a moment. Mm-hmm. And ethanol really stopped making, you know, our, our production dropped rapidly in response to the lockdowns, which I think in a lot of ways set up for a success in now what is Q2 and Q3 and, you know, and an onward uh, in the market. If they would have just kept running uh, at normal rates, we would have seen even cheaper than 84 cent. And then the crush margin probably would have gone even further negative. Uh, I think a lot of guys saved their own skin by by kind of pulling the plug when they did. Let's look at um, ethanol production here real quick. And this is uh, a seasonal chart of ethanol production. And I think if uh, if my memory serves we, serves me right, last week we were only, was it like less than 5% below 2019? So that does, is, that sound, does that sound about right? Yep, that is correct. Yeah, and I mean, just I take out now in my seasonal. I mean, you've got it in there. You need to see it. But when I'm trying to compare things, I don't even compare it to the last year. It's so yeah. But yeah, to 2019, we were right below it. We're entering fall maintenance, or excuse me, spring maintenance right now. A lot of guys are pushed through that. So it's kind of capped us out. Uh, I say without Cedar Rapids and Columbus back online, my top end is like $9.95 for production. Mm-hmm. And then we can get all the way up into the 1100s when they come back online with a couple tweaks and stuff like that. But we've done a good job of, of basically meeting demand uh, with the production right now. Yeah. And, and I've kind of done that in my comparisons as well. It's just, you got to go back to 2019 and say, that's your last real benchmark year. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you look at, you look at this charter and if you guys are listening on the podcast, I mean, it was about this time last year that ethanol production just fell off a cliff because of COVID lockdowns. And um, uh, we're going to compare it to like 2019 essentially as, as what is, you know, what's normal and what's not normal. Like 2019 was our last normal year, if you want to put it that way, I guess. Absolutely. Okay, so let's look at ethanol stocks. And the stocks thing is interesting to me because ethanol stocks are the lowest seasonally since 2015. So what is what does that tell us about what's going on here? So yeah, and I, I completely agree. And and on Twitter I, I post a lot about this, uh about the stocks. Uh specifically all of it's important, but pad five, which is California, is super low. I mean, it's like the lowest mm-hmm. I don't have the fact and figure in front of me. I tweeted it out at one point. But it's the lowest going back like almost 10 years and stuff like that. So what's happening right now is I believe is setting us up for a big surge in ethanol demand because a lot of people are forecasting incorrectly in my mind uh, based off of twenty nine or 2020, which we just talked about. They're mm-hmm. looking at what that they needed for 2020. They say, hey, you know, when they're buying ethanol from someone like me, I need 20 cars. In reality, they probably need 30 or 40. So the ethanol stocks continue to just slip further and further lower. And they're going to need to fill up the tanks. Um, I'm sure you're seeing it in Nashville. We're seeing it in Austin. We're seeing it in Houston. I mean, demand is just back here. And, and oh, yeah. we're in a state that's much like ours, that's pretty much fully opened. Um, you know, Texas is fully open. You, all bars, restaurants, everything is open. Uh, the demand is just outpacing 
what we have in inventory and what we have in line for production. Uh, and like I said, while we work through that spring maintenance, while we work through Columbus and Cedar Rapids coming back up, uh, and remember, we have a pretty good export program going as well mm-hmm. uh, for ethanol. Um, if you just plug it into a simple spreadsheet and just run it through, you're drawing to balanced for the remainder of summer almost. So as stocks further go uh, lower, uh, you'll probably see margin either hang in there or potentially go up. Uh, these are all my opinions. Uh, I'm not representing my company at this time, uh, but but I think you've got a, a much more balanced ethanol market than we've had in years. Uh, and that's what we were just previously talking about. Some of these plants have fallen off. They're not coming back. We're not overproduced. For the longest time, we were overproduced looking for homes. And I think for the first time in years, we actually have a, a bullish case for ethanol. So you're in kind of an interesting situation here. I mean, so uh, just like in anything, guys, this very simply, I mean, stocks are drawing down, uh, prices of ethanol are going up because the, the stocks are low. What's interesting about it is that the corn market to some extent is, is, I don't know if it's trying to ration here, but, but something along those lines. And the, the way that ethanol set up is set up, it's probably not going to accomplish that through ethanol the way that it looks to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. Um, you know, I think you're, if anything, you're going to get more corn use for ethanol in the coming months. Uh, mm-hmm. not, um, and I mean, you know, there's going to be a sucking sound in Columbus and Cedar to feed those two things, you know, it's yeah. in gallons of ethanol production. It's massive. Um, yeah. those areas, corn basis could obviously probably go up. It probably will. Um, it's going to have to fight, you know, if you're over in Iowa, it's going to fight the river. If you're over in Columbus, it's obviously it's, it's fed by every major railroad. So even if they needed to rail stuff in, they could. Um, but there's obviously fertile corn. Uh, it's a, a very fertile area for corn uh, around there. So it, it's still going to have a, a large impact locally in those markets uh, and potentially even further away because they can they have the ability to rail in pile corn. Those are, are, are huge, huge establishments. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the uh, gasoline demand chart real quickly. And and just like the ethanol production chart, you've kind of got to use 20 or 2019 rather as your benchmark here. But similarly, um, I think we were only what were we four percent behind 2019 in, in gasoline demand last last week, something along those lines. So we're we're very quickly getting back to. Do you think we can be back to normal? Can we be back to a 2018 2019 level at any point soon? I do. Uh, I, I I've been beating that drum for a long time now. Um, that I think demand is just coming back in ways in which people are not fully aware, and it's it's different because there's still a lot of people working from home, right? Right. But, you see it when you go out in the weekend you can't find a spot at home depot or lowe's everybody mm-hmm. and the weather's getting nicer etc um you know back to the pontoon boat there's not a slip open at our our marina people are just pent up they're ready to get out uh i think demand will be normal within the next month or two personally and i speak to a lot of retailers a lot of major oil guys and they're saying the same thing you know the demand is getting better and better every single weekend um but until we get like a real you know, commuter traffic flow. I don't think we're going to be able to eclipse it. Um, but I think that's coming as well. Uh, a lot of guys I talk to at majors and stuff like that, they're going back to work. Uh, you know, the, the vaccinations are rolling out super fast. Uh, I think uh, we have a real shot to have like basically a normal summer driving demand. So I think that for, for a lot of the people listening here for farmers and, and also for uh, just anybody involved who uses corn, who grows corn, whatever, the, one of the, the big questions out there is, you know, what does corn demand via the ethanol industry look like when we get into this 21-22 marketing year? You know, everybody's kind of scram- not scrambling, but everybody is trying to get their initial 
kind of balance sheet projections together. And we lost a phenomenal amount of, of demand for corn via ethanol because of COVID uh, over the course of two marketing years, 1920 and into 2021. I mean, we, we lost did we lose a billion bushels of ethanol or of corn demand? Was it, was it close to that in your estimation? I think it was a little bit, uh, not quite a billion, but it was, it was a staggering amount. I mean, literally, you know, all of the pieces of the puzzle put together, we had the lowest printed ever uh, EIA gasoline demand ever, like Mm -hmm. going all the way back, you know, when they started tracking it, we had one of the lowest productions ever, you know, that like, you know, when they started tracking it, uh, and that was like March, April and the initial shutdowns and lockdowns and everything like that. It was crazy. Um, and, and again, the ethanol really should pat itself on the back for how well it slowed down and adapted to the market. If it didn't do that, I think we'd be talking about chapter 11s right now with several companies and we're not. So that's the good news. And then going forward, I would basically go back to your 2019, 2018 and mm-hmm. look at as how much corn use we're going to have for ethanol. Um, slightly adjusted down just because the reason we just talked about like Camilla Georgia is not no longer with us. It's, you know, it's gone, but for the most part, there's only, you know, a handful of plants. There's one in Winnebago, uh, Minnesota. There was another one that didn't make automotive, but they shut down, but it's, it's blips. It's nothing big. Camilla, I think was the biggest one at hundred million gallons. Um, you know, there's a couple things that a couple plants could do to make up for that, uh, and, and increase their, their corn production or their, their corn intake rather and their ethanol production. Um, it doesn't take a lot to tweak the plants, you know, 20, 30 million gallons. Uh, you're seeing a lot of talk on carbon sequestration, a lot of talk on corn oil. Uh, that all is uh, not all, but the carbon sequestration is different. The corn oil ties to renewable diesel. I think as you go forward with those things, it's going to be more profitable to make ethanol. Therefore, people will want more production and will just absorb what we've lost. And the, the plants that are making out, the newer plants, the ones with better technology, We'll probably increase their production enough to either equal what we had in call it 2019, 2018, or surpass it. Um, the whole green initiative thing, there's a real story there for ethanol, uh, uh, for carbon sequestration, and for renew- uh, renewable diesel. Uh, when they make corn oil, that'll be a feedstock for renewable diesel. And we don't have enough feedstocks for that right now for what's coming down the pipe. So in coming, call it the 2021, 22 marketing year, I think you can pencil in, you know, uh, easily uh, what the the USDA has and probably add a bit. Okay, so um, here's some quick numbers that I just did real quickly. In the 1819 marketing year, uh, USDA says we used 5.378 billion bushels for ethanol. That number dropped by 521 million uh, in the 1920 marketing year. And then if you take that same number from 1819 and compare it to 2021, you're down 428 million. So that's a, a total between the two marketing years of, of 949 million bushels of corn. Uh, if, if you're to say that that 1819 is your benchmark. So it's yeah. really phenomenal what's been lost, which, which I guess the question that it leads me to is what can we get back out of that? Can we get can we get three, four hundred million back? Can we get five hundred million back? It's like it's a big question that's out there right now. I think you keep in mind that 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 new crop marketing year doesn't even start till August thirty first. So sure. we're talking about a marketing year that starts, you know, several months in the future. But it's it's going to be a big swing item on the balance sheets where it typically, I mean, historically has never been a big swing item on the balance sheet. Yeah, it's pretty steady, Eddie, for the most. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you know you tweak it a little bit, but and the, the the trend has been increased, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. really never has had that decrease. But yeah, like I said, I really think that it's going to come back. 
making things up is hard, right? Like lost demand is to me usually just lost. Um, and, yeah. and it's, you know, ramp past it. I think that'll take a couple of years, but I think in the coming year, we will be basically normal, like back to that steady eddy number we were mm-hmm. talking. Uh, and then in the coming couple of years, I, I honestly believe it's a, it's a story that, you know, uh, is starting to get some legs now. And, and there's some people at Bloomberg and a couple people uh, I know at Opus and then a couple people uh, uh, that have written about it and they're doing good work. Um, but the amount of renewable diesel that is coming online uh, cannot be stressed like enough that we don't yeah. have oil we don't have enough fats we don't have enough corn oil just a fact um they're building these monster plants uh that could potentially replace one day biodiesel uh i believe it will but all of that being said that is going to be a big driver in the coming years for ethanol Uh, it'll make the plants more profitable if they're more profitable they they have showed their hand a million times they like to increase production Um, so that's where i think you'll have a chance to really make up what was lost but that's going to take a little while. A lot of these projects are not like, you know, due to come online for another year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once they're blowing and going, uh, corn oil is going to be a huge by- byproduct of, of the ethanol plant. And then similarly, uh, with carbon sequestration, there's a lot of projects going on right now uh, across the nation uh, to sequester their carbon. And when that happens, it's a fun fact. I mean, like, you know, ethanol becomes as green as electricity. It's, it's, it's carbon neutral. And then the, there's talks of, you know, selling your carbon credits and everything like that. It basically becomes another uh, profit center for the ethanol plants. All of that, like I said, paints the first bullish picture of ethanol in, in years, um, which is really, uh, which is great. And I think, uh, again, will increase the, the, the corn input from the ethanol plant, but not like around the corner. But you talk August, like I said, I think demand, everything like that shakes out. Uh, it's going to be basically normal for both demand and for, for uh, corn use. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I hear you saying basically is that we probably should not sleep on corn demand via ethanol into that new crop marketing year, say post post August of 2021. I mean, that things could be sub- substantially different and better. I agree. 100%. Very good. Jordan, that's, uh, I think, probably good to wrap it up here today. And I, I love doing these updates with you because this this ethanol thing has been interesting and volatile here these last couple of years where it really had never been in the past. So you're a, you're a really great resource to have on the show and, uh, and uh, share your, your knowledge with us. Appreciate it, man. Uh, anytime. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yep. Have a good one, buddy. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you in the morning.